2: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Rolling along here on the block. Chase B., thanks for texting a happy Thursday to you, our guy. Not just my guy, not just Strick's guy. Chase B., you're our guy. Appreciate that. Uh, And then, Strick, we have another text uh, leading into what I want to talk about, uh, the fit between Chris Paul and uh, the Lakers, where it seems like he will uh, be looking Texter says the last thing the Lakers need is to get older and more injury-prone by adding CP3. Mm-hmm. That is, unless they're looking to elevate their flop game, which is already high, then I suppose go for it. That's the risk, right? And adding Chris Paul, that he hasn't been available when it matters most recently,
3: right? I mean, that's, and, that, and that was one of the things that I was going to say. I mean, because when you look at it, um, Chris Paul's stats are, over his career, the course of his career has been phenomenal. Some of the, some of the things that have went down a little bit um, has been his steel numbers. I mean, he's one of the better steel guys uh, consistently throughout. Uh, But something that has been good about him has been his turnover, you Mm -hmm. know, ratio number. Yes, his turnovers are, you know, at his best is 11, 10. But he's always been, you know, close to there. And he averages about 10 a game at Mm 9.5. But but his turnovers were more efficient. So he wasn't turning the ball over as much. Mm -hmm. Um, And his shooting numbers are down a little bit as far as not being able to get consistently to his mid range. He's consistently been close to 50%. You know, even to the latter part of his career, his best was with the first year in Phoenix in 2021 uh, at um, he shot a, uh, about a 40, 40% clip and 37.5. So it just depends on what you're looking for, right? If you're looking for a guy that's going to distribute, get everybody where they're supposed to be, Take some of that pressure off of LeBron. Um, it depends on the pressure that you want to take off of him. The ability to handle, run, and run things through him that gets him off. But if you, but I think what they need is a second fiddle. They probably needed the better side of the old Westbrook, mm-hmm. where he he can actually just do things on all scales. And you know, at some point, shoot the three, right? Mm-hmm. But Chris Paul, I don't know if he's going to be able to give you that 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 person when it's time to take over and just really dominate. So you have to look at and weigh it against Austin Reeves. You are not going to get the assist number. Right, he's a six five guy. Mm-hmm. He shoots a pretty solid clip, but he gets the, you know he's going to get you those buckets because he's at fifty percent mm-hmm. from two, and then he can also shoot the three. And this year, he shot almost forty percent. From three, so you're going to get that, but you're going to lose on the assist numbers. So how are you going to balance that out? You got some of it from Schroeder. Schroeder gave you almost five assists a game. Mm-hmm. So Lowe's they were, a point. you know what I mean. So that depends on if they decide they want to, you know, keep him. Keep him. Right. So they're, they're, those are the balances they got. They've got a way out. Do you want a Chris Paul, kind of on his elderly elderly side? What type of contract? Now, if you can get Chris Paul on a low low that might be something you can kind of have a discussion about. If he comes Mm -hmm. and he's going to come at a veteran minimum or if he's going to want, like, that top-tier type money, ah, that would be something that I would probably pass on and look to a younger group of guys that I just talked about.
2: The other thing that I think is interesting about this conversation is that regardless of where Chris Paul goes, I think the way he's been talked about recently, even with him, you know, going from the Clippers to Phoenix, um, he was talked about, you know, as part of that big three. Like, he's one of the stars, Chris Paul's really good. He has basically everything in his legacy except the ring. But, Strick, I think that's a little unfair to him right now. He's not as good as he used to be. You know, father time's catching up to him. Chris Paul's a role guy. Yeah. He's a role guy right now. So I worry that he's going to continue to be good, above average, fine. But I don't think he's enough to necessarily, you know, push that championship
3: ceiling. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to really add to that, Austin. I think you're right. I don't think he's a needle mover for where the Lakers are. Like, if it was to be there, I don't mm-hmm. think he's a needle mover for them. And at um, that point,
2: if you're the Lakers, are you signing him to keep LeBron happy, or what's the point of him?
3: Yeah. So, so right now, I mean, you you've got to look at there's there's some schism between, mm-hmm. um, you know, um. Um, LeBron and, uh, gosh dang, I, I almost said cup check, but it ain't cup check. Um, uh Polinka? Polinka. Yeah. There's some schism between them right mm-hmm. now. Uh, so for LeBron doesn't have the same credibility after the Westbrook move to go over and sit down in the office mm-hmm. and tell him, yeah, I want. Even the AD move. Chris Brown, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so things. Uh, let's, I, I want to give a hand clap to Polinka. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think he could get done what he did even to get the Lakers to where they are now. So, um, you know, obviously LeBron is leveraged playing right now. A lot of conversation about retiring, a lot of conversation about, you know, possibly going somewhere else. I got to consider it. All those are plays to basically retake leverage. It's kind of like you would do if you, if, if your girlfriend tried to switch it up on you and, you know, she, you know, she, you, re, she really did something. She's, she's mad, but she tries to switch the technique up on you and, throws oh you just really didn't you weren't here on valentine's day so you just didn't do that for me well i wanted my flowers and you didn't get them oh, okay well, let me go get a flowers you know what i mean it was just <laughs> switch it up and vice versa if a guy was trying to you know pull something he he, he cheated and he tried you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there's always a way somebody tries to flip the script i think that's what he's doing right now he's trying to flip the script speaking
2: of flipping the script chris paul wants that ring he doesn't want to be basketball's dan Marino. I think a ring would be important to Chris Paul, his, his legacy long-term. But let's say Rob Polinka puts his foot down as GM says, nope, he's old, we can do better. Sorry, LeBron, I know you want that, but for the good of the team, we're not going to get him. Or maybe Adam Silver pulls a David Stern and vetoes it again just for old time's sake. We'll have to see. Um, outside of Los Angeles, are there any other places you think that would be interested in Chris Paul or would be a good fit for what he brings to the table now? Because I have one other one.
3: The only other place that I can I can envision is maybe Miami. Ooh, okay. Um, I can envision Miami. I can envision maybe San Antonio.
2: That's where I was going to go.
3: You know, where you want somebody, some leadership, Mm -hmm. somebody to come in and just be a you know that voice in in a young group that's trying to figure out how to win and how Mm -hmm. to become a winning. Uh, culture, you know, just places like that. Those would be a couple just off the top of my head that I could envision. Orlando? Um, I don't think... I think Orlando's a little bit further away for Chris. Okay. Now, I, I think... I even think San Antonio is. But I think if he was looking for that part of it, it would be probably Miami. Because Miami, let's be real, they they have... Gabe Vince has been phenomenal. I think Gabe Vince mm-hmm. is going to make a bag, And I think... Pat Riley and the crew are not probably going to be able to sign him unless they feel that he's their guy. I don't think they really think Gabe Vincent is a point guard guard type of guy. Uh, I think they think he's a great combo, like mm-hmm. a guy that can do it, you know. But is not really a, a point guard type of guy. Um, but I, I also think that Gabe Vincent's going to win somewhere. Mm-hmm. He kind of reminds me of Terry Rozier, um, you know, okay, guys like sure. that who can, mm-hmm. you know, just do it like Van Vliet, mm-hmm. you know, type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Toronto could work.
2: If you're Miami, would you rather have Chris Paul or Fred Van Vliet
3: next year? I, I would probably say Van Vliet because I, at this point, the track record could show me that he he's going to be available. He has championship pedigree. He knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would be a great complement to what's going on down there in Miami. He's younger. Um, his contract's probably not as crazy. Van Vliet a, or Dame? Dame for sure. Even for what you'd have to give up to get him? He, oh, yeah. I, it just depends on how far away they feel that they are. You know, I mean, I think if they come up really short in his finals – you know, they could look at it from a standpoint that, you know, a dame, will a dame get us over? Because to me, um, Miami right now, if you look at it, they're like, Cal Lowry is just basically an older Van Vliet. Sure. sure. Just an older version. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I think Van Vliet, as he gets older, will become similar to Cal Lowry. In style. Okay. Um, so think, I think it, yeah. that's how they would be looking. I think they, they would be looking at it from a standpoint of, okay, if we had a younger Cal Lowry, is he would he have gotten us there? Because if we do bring this in, then this is what it's going to look like. Basically a younger him, a longer version of him, younger style of play of him. Mm-hmm. Same type of attack, same cerebral aspect to the game, probably can shoot it a little bit better with right. more legs and consistency. But other than that, you're probably getting the same die- who defensively you're gonna have to is gonna be able to play pretty much the same way. You're either gonna have to hide them in the same manner. Got the same type of heart. I think they're mm-hmm. kind of very similar in style. Speaking of the Heat,
2: while we're there, they fall to the nuggets in game three last night, because Denver's Two main dudes went off in Jokic and uh, Murray. There have been eight guys that have recorded a thirty-point triple-double in the NBA Finals in history. Uh, There were six before last night, but Jokic and Murray became the first pair of teammates (laughs) ever.
3: That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, only uh, with one hundred nine points too. Let's let's, just look at that. Now I'm not. You can kind of maybe say if they had one hundred twenty points, you know, okay, you could see maybe that happening, but only with one hundred nine points. So that means their usage rates and stuff were very consistent and, mm-hmm. and you can tell by the efficiency of how they shot the ball.
2: Absolutely. A big part of that, um, I, I got to shout out Dan Devine who writes for uh, Yahoo Sports right now. He notes that Denver ran 32 Jamal murray Nikola Jokic pick and rolls mm-hmm. in Game 3. That's uh, the, the most they've run in any game all season. Typhoon.
3: Who would that remind you of? Stockton Malone. There you go. They basically took a picture out of the old, mm-hmm. old uh, other other side of the Rockies mm-hmm. type of look.
2: My question for you is this: It reminds me of Stockton Malone, but the other thing when I see that the thirty-two is their most all year, it also reminds me of honestly the big three Warriors when they were at their peak. We know Steve Kerr likes to run his motion system, get everyone involved, but against the Cavs in the finals they ran more, you know, Steph Draymond pick and roll than they did anywhere else. Mm. How important is it for a team to have their offense that they normally run down pat able to do that? But then when it comes to crunch time, like a tied finals, where you're a favorite and there's a lot of pressure on you to get it done, you going to, to just be able to bust out your two best
3: players and a two-man action. Yes, sir. That's it. I mean, it's like, look, we're on the road. We This is a mu- like, to them, this is a must win. Like mm. – we need to change this back to home court advantage ASAP. Like not not the next one, because intention can begin to build amongst your group. Now, um, I, I I will say this too: Miami Spolstra is going is going to depend on is he going to over adjust, or what type of adjustment is he going to make? Because if I'm alone, I'm anticipating multiple adjustments that Spolster may try to make. Which would be? That that, that, that would be hard for me to assess, but I would be be anticipating. I would definitely be saying um, hard rotations, get it out of his hands with a weak side guy, just pretty much uh, swarm jumping Jokic on any passes because, you know, Jokic will find you. Like the minute he catches you, swarm jump, which will allow your guys to kind of backtrack enough to where rotations can happen. Um, I, I, I know if you're listening on the radio, it would be hard to I- explain what I'm saying, but a swarm jump is as a guy comes over. Cause there's going to have to be a, a hard hedge to contain Murray, keep him in the box. You got to keep them close. Like you can't let too much separation happen between that pick and roll because it creates more space, which is creates more distance for you to have to recover, get there and recover. So you want to keep them in a tight box. Maybe a little nudge, a little bump to keep Yoke is just slow enough to get off. So once he catches it, you swarm jump. Like you're jumping, you're really big, and you're forcing any pass directed out. So that next rotation guy knows I'm going there as opposed to giving him multiple options. So mm-hmm. if I'm them, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning that. But in, in, in the midst of that uh, rotation change, I'm sending a cutter. So if I'm Denver at that point, I'm having a, a weak side high cutter, which is going to pull that next guy in or that retreat guy in, which opens up that two lane for Jokic to be able to see. Yeah, and then you've got two shooters, a Porter and maybe um, Christian Brown, there. Christian Brown re-emerged. over there. You know, you understand? So mm-hmm. I can envision them looking at multiple ways in which they're going to try to stop that because they, they figure that they take away options for Jokic, mm-hmm. make him more of a scoring dominant player. Now they've got two of them going nuts, but it's because of the two pick and roll styles, the Stockton Malone connection. That was their adjustment. They're like, look, everything is going this way. There ain't going to be nobody else in it. You know, uh-uh, don't come up here, Gordon. This is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Take this. And they did.
2: They did, and they did time and time again with both of those guys having 30-point triple-doubles. The other thing I want to pick your brain on about how Miami defends it, to me it just feels like they want to create chaos. Or the other thing with the swarm jump is can you keep that window closed a half beat longer? Stay in that passing lane to not let him hit the back cut yeah. to give your guy that extra step to recover. That's, what, that's all I'm talking about.
3: That's what I'm talking about. You, they're going to have to do something to uh, to eliminate that So it's got to be angled. It's got to be you Mm -hmm. can't you can't be close enough to Jokic for Jokic to get you and break that pain go right past and go by you, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have to be a little bit distance to be as big as you can, but also that 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 circle on the trap is close enough to challenge any short shots that Mm -hmm. Jokic may take too. So it's Mm -hmm. it's a balancing act of kind of distance proportion range and then also the way so your swarm jump would be probably more at a slight 35 45 degree angle to take away one thing of the pass to put a focus on the corner pass funnel it where you want it to where go. you want it to go there with that way if you then have to go with that rotation guy he knows without a shadow of a doubt that he can fly out to that guy run him off a three and you know see how our recoveries are from there scramble
2: Question for you from the text line. Um, Unnamed texter says, uh, does Joker remind you more of Greg Ostertag or Big Country Bryant Reeves? Oh, no.
3: None of them. (laughs) Um, Just to answer your question, I would probably say more Bryant Reeves. I think Bryant Reeves had a little bit more. Bryant Reeves had a a little bit better touch. Uh, Bryant Reeves also could pass a little. (laughs) He wasn't Joker, but Ostertag was like, yeah, tag was very, like, dumpy. I don't know how to explain it without doing it that way because we've got the listeners on the radio. I don't do 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 Yeah,
2: you know what I'm saying. Methodical, but lethargic. Yeah, defense only. Ah, Whereas Jokic might look it, but doesn't play it. Yeah. There you go.
3: But you, you, you get surprised <laughs> by Jokic sometimes. Jokic will rebound that thing and get to bouncing it up. He looks like, but he, <laughs> he, 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 might, he might look away and you might think, oh, what is he about to do? And then he <laughs> drops one on you. Like, oh, my goodness. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that's Jokic.
2: But again, the answer is neither. Neither. No. Jokic is himself. Um, good stuff there on, uh, Chris Paul to potentially the Lakers and the NBA finals. We got the shootout with Strick next, uh, NFL rushing leaders, especially since the 2016-17 range with Dalvin Cook being released by the Minnesota Vikings. That's what we'll talk about if we don't have a contestant, but we want you to play for $30 to Buffalo wings and rings. Call now 402-464-5685. Take on Strick in trivia. We'll play the game next.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels.